Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to Grieving Moms Podcast. This is episode number 85, Tips for Getting Sleep When Grief Keeps You Awake. Before we dive into sleep and all the things, I just want to welcome you back if you have been a listener for a while. If you're a new listener, welcome to a podcast in a place that I know that you don't want to be a part of. I'm really grateful you're here and that I can provide this resource and way of learning about grief that can be helpful for you. If you have liked this podcast, I would love if you could share it with somebody else who could use the the tools, the resources, the knowledge, just the support in their ears. If you wanted to share, that would be amazing. So sleep. I never knew how exhausted I could be until Aria died. The depth of the exhaustion I felt was absolutely indescribable. Sleep has been a major issue for me, mainly because Aria died in her sleep and also because anxiety, racing thoughts, and insomnia have kept me awake. For those of you who are new, uh, my daughter Aria was 15 months old when she died in the night, and I found her in the morning. Ever since then, um, sleep has been something I've struggled with, and I was diagnosed with PTSD and sleep sleeping children, sleeping babies, um, even my sleeping husband, anybody who is sleeping was a major trigger. I've definitely worked through a lot and I'm getting so much more sleep nowadays, but I still have lingering anxiety around not getting enough sleep and always feeling tired. But I know that many of you are running on empty and hardly no sleep. I've gotten many, many messages from moms saying like, I've been getting three hours a night for months. I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to keep going this way. And it's also possible that you have had the opposite as well, that you sleep a ton and you can't seem to get your body out of bed. But today I'm focusing more on when you can't sleep, when you lay down and you stay awake until 5 a.m. and reliving the day that your child died or worrying about all the other things that can go wrong in life. So when I would talk about sleep, I was reminded that sleep is a place where our bodies heal. It's where we process trauma and information that we've experienced in our lives. Sleep is so healthy for us to get. So what do you do when you can't sleep? When you try and it just seems impossible, it seems like sleep eludes you. So obviously, I'm not a doctor and I'm not someone who prescribes anything. And I just want to say that before I offer some ideas that have helped me and the moms that I've worked with. Some of them are products. Some of them are tools, like things you can do. Um, I'll just share all the kind of things that I have used to help me. So number one, brain dumping. This is especially helpful for when you try to lay down and you cannot turn your brain off, when all of the things going through your head are on repeat, on repeat, and repeat, and you can't sleep. 
So brain dumping is where you just take everything that's going on in your head and put it onto a piece of paper. For some reason, it seems like writing it down helps lessen the racing in your mind. It helps take that those thoughts out of your brain so you don't have to really think about them anymore. So write for as long as you need and keep the journal by your bed so that you can continue to get things out of your head as needed. So number two, um, I took some things to help me sleep for a little while. I was a little bit hesitant to, I didn't want to get stuck on it where I can't not take these things to help me sleep. I had originally asked immediately when Aria died, um, my midwife for a medication that was safe in pregnancy because I was 36 weeks pregnant. And in the meantime, I never ended up taking it because I found other things that work. And like I said, I'm not a medical professional and I'm not giving you medical advice, but this is what I ended up doing to be able to sleep for a little while. I took melatonin, and along with Tylenol PM. So those are the two things that I did. Um, They really helped me sleep. (laughs) There's a few other things too, but those were the things like physically that I ingested into my body took. So I also had, um, I had to sleep in my own room because of my trauma. I could not sleep with anyone else, um, even Justin, but especially my babies and kids, just because Then I spent the whole night checking on everyone around me, making sure everyone was okay, everyone was still alive. So that was part of my sleep journey as well. Number three, I used an essential oil called Tranquil. So this was, so if I would take melatonin and Tylenol PM, I also use this essential oil. It's called Tranquil from Plant Therapy. I still use this. I've used this ever since. Aria died, and anytime I have insomnia, it's amazing. I put a dab behind um, each of my ears, and then I put a dab on the sole of each of my feet. And this has really helped me in many ways get a good night's rest. Another thing, number four, that I use is magnesium, particularly magnesium lotion or salve. I'm not exactly sure why I started trying this in the first place, but I had made a foot salve that had magnesium in it. And ever since then, I've noticed that when I put that on my feet as well, right before bed, I'm able to fall asleep much faster and be able to sleep, to stay asleep much longer. So I made my own magnesium foot salve, but you can buy it online somewhere. I've also bought it from a local shop that sells a lot of natural products, but it would be anything, any lotion, any salve that has magnesium in it. It could be even like a magnesium spray. There's magnesium oil that you spray on your body. So anything like that where you can put it on your skin. I always, um, I actually now put lotion on my body. It's magnesium lotion before I go to bed. And I also put on magnesium salve on my feet before I go to bed as well. So Another product that I have used, um, this is not, I have not actually used this myself. I don't know why, but I use it for my kids who have been affected by sleep, anxiety, or nightmares. I've given them something called Rescue Remedy. You can buy this online or at Whole Foods or Fresh Time or that kind of place. And I've been absolutely amazed how when I give this to my kids after a nightmare or that they can't sleep, it's been so helpful. It seems like I can kind of tell when they're more anxious or there's something that they're kind of worried about or scared about. 
and I give that to them and it it has amazed me. And like I said, I don't know why I haven't taken it. I just was wondering maybe because I've found so many other things that have been able to help me. And then I've noticed this with my kids. So it's just kind of my habit to grab it for them. So now I want to dive into a few things that aren't like products to take, but things you can do to get your body in a place to for rest for being able to be in sleep. Because to go to sleep, you have to feel safe. You have to feel okay and grounded because you're going into a place of like, I don't know if I want to say like vulnerability, like your body has to calm down and relax enough to even be able to fall asleep. So the sixth thing I want to talk about is gratitude. So often when we go to bed in a state of not enough or like stress or worry or anxiety, we cannot fall asleep. And because there are so many things that are keeping us awake, so many things to do, so many worries to think about, we cannot shut off our brains. So practicing and feeling gratitude right before bed has really helped me in being able to calm down my body and actually falling asleep much faster than I normally would. So with this, you can think of things that you're grateful for and really practice allowing gratitude to fill your body and getting present with what gratitude feels like in your body. So I always want to say with gratitude, it does not mean that you have to like we we get mixed up with grief and gratitude. Like I'm grieving, I can't even feel grateful for anything. And it's like because you're grieving doesn't mean you can't feel gratitude. And just because you feel gratitude doesn't mean you're not grieving. So it's really it's okay to allow yourself to notice the things that are going right in your life. There's so many things that are not going right that are horrible and awful and painful and sad. But when you can even just find the littlest things. Noticing those and allowing yourself to feel grateful for them before going to bed can really help you get in a place of being able to fall asleep. So number seven, for me, another thing I've found recently that has been helpful in me falling asleep has been visualization. So this can totally depend on where you are in your grief journey, um, if this even feels possible for you, but you can imagine something. So I do visualization of something I'm dreaming about in my future something I'm excited about, and I visualize it as if it's already happening so I can enjoy the feelings of being there in that moment. And it really just puts me in a place of like excitement, calm, like contentment, uh, just really being okay. And it feels good and I enjoy it. And if it's hard for you to think about something that you're excited about in your future right now, you can also visualize yourself being in a place that you've been that brought you contentment and peace. So you can bring yourself to that place. This is kind of an exercise I do with the moms that I work with all the time. Anyways, after, you know, at the end of every session, we do this visualization of boxing up thoughts and then we go to our calm and peaceful place. So you bring yourself to that place. You really imagine yourself being in that place. And for me, that has been on a beach that I've been to where I really felt peace and contentment and I can bring myself back there and then I start to feel that in my body as well. And then that helps me and many of the moms I work with get to a place of feeling grounded, feeling okay, and then your body is ready and okay to go to sleep. So just a few other things. Um, these aren't necessarily like bigger things, but 
Not looking at my phone before bed has been super helpful or any sort of screen. I've been trying to make a habit of plugging it in the kitchen a few hours before bed and turning it on airplane mode and not looking at it again till morning. But this doesn't always happen. (laughs) And it happens enough for me to notice a big difference in my quality of sleep and how long it takes me to fall asleep. And then the final thing that I have is this is just might be a personal preference for me, but also click creating a sleep environment that feels good for you. Notice the temperature, the lightness, the noise, and things like that. Um, For me, I need a fan running. I need it to be dark. And I also wear an eye mask to bed and it needs to be cooler in the room. So those are a few things that help me fall asleep. And it's I I always kind of struggle with this because I want to be able to fall asleep anywhere. But when you're just trying to be able to fall asleep in general, it's like, okay, how can I create the best environment for me to be able to fall asleep? Um, I do know that in the beginning when Aria died, I could not sleep in the dark. I needed the door open and the light on um, just because it was too, like I had so much fear in my body or something. I don't know. I was very nervous. And so having the light on helps. So noticing what helps you, it doesn't mean, you know, mean that it has to be pitch dark or a certain way, but what is the best environment for you to sleep in? Those are my ideas to help you when you are struggling to get to sleep or stay asleep. Um, I know that grief is exhausting already. And then when you're not getting sleep on top of it, it is absolutely draining. So I really, really hope that you can take at least just one of these ideas into your life and see if it can help you. I want you to remember that every tool I share isn't going to help unless you do it, unless you implement it, unless you try it. You can listen and learn about all of these ways to help with sleep, but if you don't actually pick one of them, just pick one. You don't even have to do them all and see if it will help you. And then see, like, see what happens. And if that helps you, then maybe you can add another one. So often we can get overwhelmed with too many options, too many things. And we're like, I'm not even going to do any of them. But just take one and try it out. See if it helps you. If it doesn't, that's okay. You don't have to force it. It's not like it needs to help you. And just let it go and try a new one. So truly, truly, I want to encourage you to to try one, um, you can feel free to message me or share in the Facebook group and let me know which one helped you the most. Which one did you try? Did you see any change? Um, I'd love to hear from you. So as always, take care my friends. You are not alone on this journey and there is so much hope for you. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it for yourself. See you next week. If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com